Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. It is a complicated business. Stevie, welcome into the show. My name is Joe on mic one. Steve is on mic two. Yep. This is what, the second time now in two weeks? We're developing a trend here, Stevie. This Let's is a keep it going. Got hey, a lot I'm, to talk about today. We we have a ton to talk about, and I apologize in advance for the echo. I'm I'm trying a new mic setup here, and I can't quite get it to work. But I'm getting tired, and I just want to get some things recorded. So I'm glad we just jumped on and kind of kicked it off. I'll figure out audio as we proceed. Um, but I, where do you want to start, Stevie? I actually want to start with the Nationals, and then we'll work our way into the big stuff. There's there's a bunch on the rundown here. I got for those that are joining us live. We are we are live on Podbean, so. We may or we may or may not get some questions thrown in here, Steve, as people see the pod and join. Uh, Washington football team replacement names. You have a top five. I have a top five and a half. There's a lot going on, obviously, in D.C. Your boy LeBron got zero MVP votes. Uh, your president is in a world of hurt at the moment. There's just a lot <laughs> happening. Where do you want to start? I guess I'll, I'll toss it to you. Where do you want to start? Well, you're going to put me on the spot with the Nats, and you're going to catch me that I stopped watching ever since they traded everybody. But uh, Guy, they're I'll up try, 5-0. Uh, they're up 5-0 right now against the in, amazing in freaking – Yeah, hey, exactly. <laughs> the only time I tune in is when Josiah Gray is pitching because that kid is must-see TV, and he's putting up – similar numbers to what Max Scherzer was doing before he left. I know that's heresy around here, but that kid is exciting. And it looks like Lane Thomas blew up. What are you saying? Are you saying something or are you sort of saying something? I'm saying that these young kids are producing a lot quicker than we thought. And we haven't even seen the best piece of the trade, which is keeper who is, who hit a bomb today for Rochester. So, you know, just say something. Say something. Mike Rizzo's saying? a genius. That's the okay. Mike Rizzo's the love yeah. of my life. That's what you want me to say. I feel like I'm talking to one of the Pauls around here. Just, just give me the nugget here. Give, give me the soundbite. Give me the hot take. The, the hot take is they're going to be better than we think very soon and quickly. And they're, they're, they're I mean, the trades are going to look good for us, given some time. In I know five I, years. In seven years. years. Two years. In nine years, maybe. But before Juan Soto hits the free agency uh, market, which is the only thing that matters to you and to every DC sports fan right now. Well, I also cared about, you know, Mr. Turner and I cared about, uh, you know, there's a, there's a long list of Brother, players I cared I'm about telling you, the time. But Josiah Gray, Kiba Ruiz, Lane Thomas, Riley Adams, these boys will make you forget can about I, Can the I just challenge you here for a second? Can you say something negative about Rizzo? Anything. Oof. See, this is the problem, Steve. This is the problem. I, I don't he know puts, if you uh, can be. I, he I don't know too if much you. Cream and sugar in his coffee, and I know that on good record that he puts too much cream and sugar in his coffee. Okay. I told him to kick off the cream and sugar. But he doesn't listen. I, I mean, I, I know, I know you're 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 a Mike guy through and through. Uh, you're okay, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you. You're, you're the you're the baseball, you're the Nats insider around here, so I'm not hey, gonna argue hey, with you. Hey, I have no problem criticizing uh, GMs and front offices. We do it all the time in Ashburn and downtown in DC. So let, let's. I mean, we can't be totally negative on everything going on. We got to give credit where credit is due. 
Guy's got okay. four division championships, one World Series title in 10 years. Okay, well, hold on. Okay, well, okay, so I'm going to use that to pivot here because you said you, you mentioned the, the team in Ashburn. So let's talk about the team in Ashburn. I'm going to assume you watched exactly zero minutes of preseason <laughs> game number two. The Pauls, okay. Paul and Paul did a good job kind of setting that one up and breaking it down. I, I'm going to assume, though, am I, am I correct? You did nothing? You watched zero? I was planning on it, but I, I got mixed up. Have you played more Madden or watched more? Hundred percent more Madden. Yeah, that's I, what I, I know everything about the team from Madden. Did you camp out with the fifteen-year-olds? I wanted to, but now I discovered you can download. Them, so. <laughs> Are you getting but, beaten down by the fifteen-year-olds online? Yes, Giants for Life is kicking my ass right now because. Um... Well, pause the game and focus here for a second. So okay. the, the skins have done, or skins, I can't even call them that. The the Washingtons have done. I guess we can call them. Well, I'm not. No, no, we'll, we'll, no, we'll do that no. later. But okay, 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 okay. I know. I, I offended. I offended your your your. My president. Okay. So okay, the team in Ashburn. Let's just go back half a week here. Curtis Samuel. The last time we spoke, COVID list off. COVID list on pup. Now he's off pup. This is on the fifteenth, I think. So beginning of last week, comes off pup. Same day, Calvin Harmon. We say goodbye to him. And and I, I shed one tear because I I think I think he is a true talent, and I'm I am honestly surprised a week and a half later that he hasn't been picked up by somebody. Um, but again, I think it shows that there's, there's something brewing in the competence uh, department in Ashburn, knowing that they got, maybe this piece is, is overvalued. So I, I don't know if you have an opinion on Kelvin, very few spectacular plays dur- when it counted during the regular season. Um, but just a, a, just huge target, big guy, you know, just never really, clicked for some reason and, and cer- certainly the the churn at quarterback was part of that but mm-hmm. a- any thoughts on them releasing him so early in the preseason My, i mean i, I kind of echo what you're saying and i think what you're saying is kelvin Harmon was a potential player and what it tells me more than anything is there's some depth on this team which is a weird feeling to talk about from that team in ashford we never have depth we never have you know, kind of this, especially this kind of at receiver, especially exactly. at receiver. So, could, could yeah. you? I'll pose a question back to you. Could you blame, and we could put Stephen Sims Jr. R.I.P. in this category. Could you put no, uh, the release no. of Steve Sims and Kelvin Harmon on the play of Diami Brown, A.G.G. How these guys have looked in uh, yeah, preseason games no. one and two? No, and and that that's that's actually a, that's perfectly stated. Diami is going to be a stud. Um, it, it may he may be on the the you know the the extended path to stardom, but he's got all the skills. Like I, I the fall off there isn't, isn't sharp at all. Steven Sims. I, I am kind of surprised again. Like he, he had what six touchdowns last season. I think, I mean, the, yes, there was some injury issues there too, but, and again, the quarterback play has to be, has to be highlighted here. I mean, he didn't really have a, a quarterback to throw him the ball. So, you know, but he made, he made a ton with the opportunities he was given. And yeah, I was, I was surprised that they let him go. And, and again, I think they're trying to do right by some of these vets that they drafted to make sure that they have an opportunity to land elsewhere. Maybe they maybe they land mm-hmm. on the practice squad. They go unclaimed and they find their way back to, to Ashburn on the Washingtons. But uh, I'm surprised. And, and again, it underscores that there's depth at a position that for as long as I can remember, I mean, how many seasons do we have to go back? Are we going, are we going all the way back Rod to the Gardner. the No, not that far. I mean, there was a couple seasons with Garcon and Santana – Trying to remember who that second or that third option was on that team. They had some depth. Oh, it's James Thrash. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. 
how how old are you? <laughs> Love a, James Thrash. That's yeah, a, a long time scan. ago, but but it it's it's been a long time since they've had you know two two and a half three receivers that you just you say yeah these these guys are are these guys are are really good and they have that in Terry they have that in in Curtis Samuel they yeah. have that I think in AGG they have that in Diami they're well, gonna get there this is a good core. This is a good core, and if we really believe Ron Rivera is a better judge of talent than me and you sitting right here, he singled out Dax Milne, okay, the young kid, and we've seen Adam Humphreys play really well in the slot, that Wes Welker type kind of position that has become very popular by the Patriots and Bucks and anyone. I think Deshaun. I think Deshaun is the guy that I was uh, trying to pull. It was Deshaun Pierre. Oof, I love Deshaun. Yeah, who's the third? This is where we need we need Paul and Paul. It's okay. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. But there's depth here where there wasn't before. And and like you said, if you add to that the the pass catching ability of the running backs, if you add to that, yeah, I mean that dude can ball. That dude can ball. And Jared Patterson. I mean, so you you, you, he can ball too. I mean, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller was a fantasy like second round pick five minutes ago. He's not even like he's not even on the roster. He's not even on the roster, Stevie. Well, the, the bigger question I would pose back to you is on paper, everything we are talking about is on paper. The team has not produced offensively in the first two games, okay? especially that first team offense, right? So the question is much ado about nothing or should we start worrying that Fitzpatrick is facing a little bit more pressure than we'd love to from that O-line is not protecting him as well. Running game has not really gotten off the ground with Gibson uh, as much in the first team offense as opposed to Jared Patterson later in the games. Wide receivers have not been completely on rhythm with him. Seems like Logan Thomas. It's the preseason, okay. guy. I, that was my question. Come on, guy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you? Are you concerned? I'm not concerned about preseason. Just okay, like well, I, don't, when, 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 I also don't care that the Ravens have won 7,000 games in a row in the preseason. I don't care. There's a difference between winning and looking good. Now, I'm not at, talking about the results. I'm talking about – the, the whole ball football. coach looked great in uh, Osaka. Osaka, we know Osaka. Okay, okay. so look, let's let, let's let's stay let's stay you know rooted in reality here. Okay, that that might be the the okay. underpinning well, theme. Here, okay, you'll be pissing your pants week two, but that's okay. Why? Why? This is a playoff team, Stevie. This is a playoff team. I know you don't disagree with me. This is a playoff um, team. The Giants yeah. stink. The Eagles stink even worse. And the Cowboys, they don't really they have half of a starting quarterback. You know they have an amazing receiving core, but I, I have no faith in anybody else that, to pass to pass the ball outside of you, outside of Dak. I'll, I'll give you something, and I might be clairvoyant uh, with it. And if I am, I'll come back to you in week five and tell you this. But there is a stat, and again, we need a stat boy desperately. So can we put that on the wires that we need a stat boy desperately or stat girl? Um, that defense last year, top ten defense. Look at the number of backup quarterbacks that that defense faced and tell me that the level of talent may not have contributed to how good that defense was statistically. And there may be a regression. Is there a question here? What are you, what are you saying? What, what's, is there what a question I'm saying is this here? defense may be overrated no, and overhyped. Steve, and no, that's my concern. No. Well, you're, you're the only one with that concern. That's okay. a stupid Okay, concern. well. Be concerned about something else. That's not a real concern. Okay. What you're, you, what you're I'll, saying I'll is, can this defense I, regress? No, they're too young to regress. They're too talented to regress. 
You know, the safety, the safety bucks. that's allergic to playing safety seems to want to play safety now. Like he's actually doing made, safety oh, things. Now all of a sudden the preseason matters because Landon Collins made two tackles in the open no, hey, don't, field. Don't be that guy. Don't, don't twist Come my on. words. Don't twist Come my on. words. We haven't had somebody tackle that great in the preseason since, uh, what, Fred Smoot was diving at ankles? Hey, all right, so. Hey, RIP 21. 21 forever. I'm with you on that one too. But this this team, the defense is not something I'm concerned about. I'm more concerned I'll, about quarterback than I am about defense. Are we recording these things? Because I will bet you $50 the defense is not a top five defense in the NFL. I will take that bet. And I'm a thousand percent. We, we need all, a, bet all of, a book of bets here. And you, we you are going to be out. You will be out $150 on this because you – aren't you playing Madden? Aren't you playing Madden? Where's the defense ranked in Madden? I can't believe this is the level of analysis that we're going. I mean, you can hit simulate on the whole season. What does it tell you that what what does the team in Washington do if you simulate the simulate the entire season? I, I don't Nine trust wins, the secondary. Ten I, I, wins. I know I know uh, um, um, the the William Jackson was a good pickup for cornerback. Don't trust Landon Collins or Cam Curl entirely. Kendall Fuller, been there, done that. Jimmy Moreland, slot corner. Uh, these, these linebackers are are raw. Jamin Davis, obviously the rookie. John Bostic is good. Cole Holt, well, you don't have decent. to go. I mean, you don't have to go position by position. Overall, uh, the defense has improved from last year. I don't think that's true. And what I'm saying is, last year they were overrated. Uh, what I'm saying is, they didn't have a quarterback, and now they do. I'm a Fitz guy. I think he will give the, these receive, this receiving core an opportunity to make plays down the field, which is what we've wanted here in Washington for a long, mm-hmm. long time. But I mean, it's not even that. It's like it's. I mean, Kirk w- was here like it feels like five minutes ago, but it's been several seasons since we've had a quarterback who's willing to throw the ball, right? I mean, if we get a, a, a you know, I said this on the last show, Stevie. If the defense improves, you know, one Madden rating across the board it's still an elite defense or an almost a near elite defense. It's still a young defense and there will be mistakes, but overall it's a good defense, almost a great defense. It's the offense where, you know, the, the real improvements have to be made. It's just, I mean, to me, it's really that simple. I mean, some of the draft picks, the offensive line look, look pretty good. Fitzpatrick is going to look like Fitzpatrick. I, I think, you know, these people that are out there opining that, you know, that Heineke should get more of an opportunity to compete or that somehow Kyle Allen's going to come in and do everything or Montez is the answer. Like, no, 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 no. Like this is, this is, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the biggest band-aid when it comes to, you know, one year, two year holdovers, but he's a capable band-aid. He can be successful in this offense. He can stay upright. He can throw the ball down the field. He will make mistakes. The defense is good enough to cover some of those mistakes. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I, I just don't see how Washington, given all the turmoil at the key positions and the turnover, the, just the, the churn, Stevie, at QB last year, if Fitz stays upright, which he will, because he's, he's typically not an injury-prone player, and he can deliver just his average-type season, 18, 19, 20, 21 touchdowns, this is going to be a good team. This is going to be a tough team to beat. And our division, poop. The division is poop. The Eagles stink. The Eagles are trying to trade for a quarterback I'm, who might be in jail, you know, by the end of the season. The Eagles are trash. 
not just normally. Like this is actual analysis here. This team stinks. That team is garbage. The Giants may be the second best team in the division, and no one's paying them any attention because you know they have mouth breather part two at quarterback. They have a, a, a you know a running back, an elite running back that can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, and it's 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 unfortunate, but that's the truth. And Dallas is a show, man. Dallas is a show. They got talent there, but if Dak isn't on the field, how do they win games, Stevie? Who, like right now, the line. I'm looking at the line. You you're not taking the over on eight and a half wins for the Washington football team. I'm taking the over every freaking time. In fact, I'm going to tell Razzle right now to put the money to put that bet in. They're going to win more than more than nine games or nine games. Do you disagree? I- no, and I'm with you that the, the, the NFC sucks. And we got we got people commenting, how about them Cowboys? Okay, how about them Cowboys? Your quarterback's getting MRIs for unknown illnesses and injuries. Okay, I mean, he's saying Dak is fine. Okay, it's, 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 I mean, nobody knows that right now. He hasn't touched the field, you know, in six months. You know, so it's an unknown. You got Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert backing him up. Huge unknowns in Dallas. New York and Philly are a mess, too. I'm with you. I think New York uh, is going to be uh, the, the biggest competition. We have them coming Thursday night, week two. So I'm saying on paper, we look great. But how many times on paper have we looked great in August? And it doesn't. Many, play. many so times. So I would feel a little many, bit many times. better. But we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he didn't even fight. He you know, I, I appreciate uh, uh, Buddy saying don't get sucked into that first take BS. I'm with you. I mean, Joe's all first take at this point. Okay. I, I, I give the people what they want. Okay. You, you can, first take is is not not. Hey, like, I, can we have a, a no. moment from Max Kellerman? I think he's he's gone. I think it's well, yeah, skip, I mean, skip he got too. Yeah, I mean, he got too woke and he got cut. You know, I mean, that's what happens. You know, Dak Dak is going to be fine. But is that going to be the same Dak that could elude the pass rush and could could make plays on the run? It's unknown. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of very good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks even that haven't recovered. They haven't recovered from you know serious leg injuries, and that's, that's a real concern. So until he until he shows he's back, he's not back. I, I mean, mean that, it's not a that's not a hot take. It's just a fact. Don't be a homer right now, okay? And for our Dallas buddies watching, skill position wise, Dallas is better. Than Washington right now. At which skill position are we talking? Every about? skill position. No, they're not at every. They're, they're Dak, not better. They're not Zeke, better defensively. Coop, C.D. Lamb. Oh, I'm talking about the skill offensive positions. Let me clarify. Okay, they, have, they are better. I, they are they are better at receiver from top to bottom. And running back. They are slightly better at running back. Although Zeke has destroyed my fantasy team several years in a row, he 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 is a guy who ends up under the back of the card. You know, to and, use a Rizzo term, he doesn't deliver, man. He doesn't deliver. And again, if Dak isn't Dak, God. if it's Andy Light Part Two or Andy Dalton Part Two, uh, trying to sling the ball in the, it's not going to work. You just put eight in the box or nine in the box, and Zeke, he's not the guy. He's not the same guy. He's not the same guy. There I say it's the RG3 Alfred Morris effect, okay? If the, if the quarterback isn't the quarterback, then the offense isn't the offense, and the running back can't be the running back. And it's the same. Zeke did not have a good season last year. He just didn't. Well, you know me. I'm an O-line guy, okay? And all I look at, you, you look down at that left tackle position, which is the most important position on the football field outside of quarterback – and I see Charles, Jay Leno Jr. No worry. We got, we got Jay Chris Leno Samuels. Jr. Okay, left tackle. Chris Samuels is going to get it done. And Derek Dockery. 
Tyron Smith. Okay, so (laughs) purely from a left tackle perspective, I mean, the left side of our line is unproven and untrustworthy at this point. When you talk about Eric Flowers, cast off from Kansas City, uh, Wes Schweitzer, Charles Leno, Lucas, these guys, I mean, you're just on the blind side right now. You're so depressing. Just... Just let me have this moment, okay? Just just let the, the fans enjoy this moment, okay? The season is full of promise. This team should be better than eight and a half wins. This team should outpace definitely the Eagles, definitely the Giants, and probably the Cowboys, which means they should be playoff bound. I know you agree with me. You, I don't, I don't, maybe you disagree with me, but I don't I know. I hate how agreeing with you in general. I hate agreeing with you. I know, but that's where we end up. So if you can get there faster, I would appreciate it. Because <laughs> like, it's the truth. It's the truth. Well, this listen, team is we, good we, enough to win the East. They are. We've seen WFT playoff teams before. And the question is, what can they do in January when they get into a playoff game against a Green Bay, against, you know, the, these top teams? Oh, Green teams. Bay's finished. There's too much drama. It's over. Okay. Yeah. Well, what NFC team scares you then if you think we're just going to cakewalk into the Super Bowl? You're not going to like this Give me an NFC answer. team. Uh, the Super Bowl champs, the the Tom Brady's. I think that's a team that we should be scared of. Although we almost the, had them. The only so yeah, the only team, and we almost beat them. So it's the only team that scares you. It's the only team that I think is is clearly better than all of the other teams in the in the entirety of the NFC. I don't see the Packers as that much better or that much worse. I mean, the Lions are poop. Just look at that entire division. Maybe the Vikings. The Vikings have a. They always have a reasonably stable you know defense i mean i'm a kirk guy so i'm, I'm never going to cheer against him even though he's weird with his his vax uh, situation but like i mean maybe minnesota maybe minnesota on paper but we uh, i feel like we have kirk's number i mean you tell me what team scares you i mean uh, you know, i'll look, tell you what week, hold on hold on last week I, I last week i was really really down on the 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 the, the winstons down in new orleans that team might actually be better than we think it's going to be i mean Jameis is a he's a capable he's a capable he's not an amazing but he's a capable quarterback and they they still got some talent on that team too and the defense wasn't you know atrocious last year so maybe maybe that's a team maybe that's a team to look at Seattle I mean I'm not going to bet against Russell Wilson that that dude is just a winner and it drives me crazy because I, I you know as as Washington fans we, we generally despise the, all things Seahawks but that's usually a good team and a competitive team as well. I mean, the Cardinals might be a lot better, Steve. Well, I I was just going to tell you the entire division that scares me is the NFC West. I think think Kyler Murray has got another year under his belt. He's going to be good in Arizona. I think the Rams are going to be good. Um, You know, Sean McVay always has that team ready to play. Seahawks are always good with Russell. And so, sorry, just to address uh, one running back that puts up good numbers with the garbage O-line. Uh, hey, brother, you ever uh, seen Barry Sanders highlights? I'll send you some, okay? That's a different league. I knew. I, I just knew you were going to say that for some reason. That, that's not a good poll, Steve. It's there are running game. backs that can put up uh, – I think uh, Saquon puts up good numbers. I don't think I he's got an elite. And honestly, it, well, I want the Rams, to – the Rams is a good poll because that, that defense is actually elite. And I think Stafford – I mean, Stafford, not I think. He is an upgrade at the position over Jared. So that, that team should be better. And I get, and I believe in McVay hundred and ten percent. Yeah, we got I to watch that, him here in DC up close and personal. He just gets it done, and he will design an offense that complements and highlights the capabilities of that team. That that should be a team that challenges. It should, it should. But but you still can't tell me that Washington is that far behind anyone in the, in, with the exception of Tampa. They're, they're just not, Stevie. I mean, 
the Bears stink. The the Carolinas stink. The Falcons are like hot garbage. I mean, what what team really is going to run away with their? It's, it's going to be a whole bunch of eight and eights or nine and sevens or whatever. The, however, the math I'm works out now. It, it's not. It's I'll a toss. I'll it's give you what you want. The NFC is wide open right now. The Super Bowl champs are clearly the favorites. Everyone else is trailing behind, and of course, the, the Super Bowl champs are one Brady injury away from being totally decimated. But I do think the NFC West is going to be a very competitive division. I think it will be the best total division in the NFC, and I think uh, it'll come out with the wildcard team, at least one, if not two. Yeah, it'll be wide open. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be more open in the it'll NFC than the AFC. The AFC is going to be uh, – I think, I think the Titans are going to run away with it, to be honest. But, I, I mean, the Titans look like, a, like just a machine. They look like the Terminators right now, the Tennessee Terminators. That is that is an impressive you, looking. You got to decide if you're going to actually watch preseason football and, and come to conclusions on it, or you're going to dismiss it. You 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 sound like my president. Okay, you can't be going back and forth on on, on, on oscillating between. <laughs> if I'm you your president, then if I speak it, it's truth, right? I don't have to back it up with anything, right? That, that's how it works. I just, I just tell you what what all, the facts hey, are, and you only just, if you hey, you only only if you got the times on your side, okay? <laughs> well, look before we get off of the Washingtons. The, the football team, we internally, you know, on the uh, the DTC group here internally, we've been working on our top five uh, name replacements or, or team permanent new team names because I think, and I am sure you agree with me on this too, I think, I think Ashburn has kind of turned what was an interesting story into a, just an, a, a nuisance at this point. I think they just got to pick a name and move on. They dragged it out. It's super annoying now that, the list of the list include the list of eight includes the three finalists and blah blah blah. And Jason writes on this show and then he's on that show and he's like people don't care anymore. Like it was it was it was Vogue for you know five minutes and now it's super annoying that they can't just pick a team, uh, pick a team name. Are you with me on that or not? I feel like they've dragged it out and it's to the point now where it's 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 annoying and I'm really not that interested anymore in what the team name is. Yeah, I. I think they're not making a huge story of it. I think the media is making a bigger story of it. I think they genuinely have no idea what they're doing over there. So I think, and I feel some of these names are are poop on purpose. I feel like, I mean, if football team is the best we've got, I'm, I I guess I'm okay with it. I I prefer football club, although I understand it's more soccer, but like Washington FC just sounds better, but I I get it. It's too soccer-y and, the Euros would like it, but you know the Stevies that don't know anything about. No, you know, I, see, th- there you go judging. Okay, you know what I would have given you is Capital City Football Club (CCFC). Uh, that could be the worst one I've heard yet. I mean, what, what, okay, give me your list. Give me your list five to one in reverse order, or you want to go one at a time from from five to one. Yeah, I'll give you. Um, okay, give me number five. What's your what's your what's your fifth best team name? Red Wolves. Okay, mine's close. Mine's Red Tails. Okay. Okay, that's interesting that we both had a red for number five. That's, that's, your number that's the last red I got. That's the only one I got too. Well, that's okay. interesting. Okay. We did okay. not share these beforehand, so this is really interesting now to see them come to life. Okay, give me number four. Brigade. Mine is Armada, number four. Uh, that's my number three. Okay, you got Armada at three. I have Hogs at three, and I love that name. Love it, and our guy uh, Texas ten twenty five in the mm-hmm. chat here. He's, he's he's all about the hogs too. 
That's my number three. What do you think of hogs? The Washington hogs, the DC hogs. Stupid, dated, antiquated. No, why? I think they can. It works well with the colors, and it's got double meanings. The mascot's gonna be stupid. You don't need a mascot. I mean, you could have a mascot. And you can have a hawk on the helmet. What are you gonna put on the helmet? Nothing. Just keep it the way it is. Just DC hogs, or the Capitol <laughs> hogs. All right, you're not no. into it. All right, give me number two on your list. What's number two? I'll give you an out of the box one. It's not on on Jason Wright's list. Okay. The Walkers. The- <laughs> is that a joke? WWW, okay, the Washington White Walkers. Tell me who wants to play the White Walkers. I don't care I, if it's I a niche already, Game of Thrones. I can thing. already hear the libs coming for your head. That is not an inclusive name. Oh, I didn't even think about it. Not that. a chance. Not not a chance that name gets through. Tell me it, how scary it would be if you put the Night King on that helmet. I mean, you just told me that the Hogs was dated, but you want to go with a Game of Thrones reference to a show that I know you think everybody watched it, but the vast majority of people didn't. And season seven was trash and destroyed and ruined the whole show. I, I can't w- get on board. W- 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 Give me yours. Okay, my number two is actually it's two names because it's two variants of the same name: Commanders or Commandos. Commandos. <laughs> you don't like the Commanders, the Washington Commanders. I think it fits. No. It fits with the no. town. It's better no, than I, generals or justice. But that's what I was going to say is I don't like any of the political, military, uh, capital stuff. I don't like generals, presidents, yeah, command. It's that whole big, group. great city. You, you live in the capital of the world, but it's too patriotic to name the team the commanders. No, for a football team, it's stupid. It's too political. Why, why, I mean, they, these are not mascots. We have the not- spirit and the freedom. Those are – I mean, I, I know you, you, you got some gear, don't you? I do, but that's not – I'm saying I, I want to put the fear of God into these teams coming into FedEx. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. Okay, what's your number one? I'm, I'm surprised you weren't on board with Commanders. My number one – listen, it's very alarming when the team actually gets something right. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us a little bit kind of queasy inside. But WFT, if it ain't yes. broke, don't fix it. It is broke. That's this is how they're trying to fix it. What are you talking about? Why? You're, you're That's okay the name. just staying with the football team and having this like vintage throwback collegiate theme. Yes, keep the marching band. Do whatever nonsense you want to do. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I'm surprised it's your number one. I don't hate it. And and before I give you my number one, how do you feel about a team like a team name like the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken? I, I love. I mean, they already took. It. I love the Kraken. No, I know. It's on my I know. White I Walkers it. list. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, my number one would take some finesse because it, it, it was a former team that we actually covered. You want to venture a guess? Defenders. No, we, we did cover the defenders, but not the defenders. And that, that league is actually not defunct anymore. So yeah, they, the copyright matters, but there's another one. You're close. Um, I, I, I uh, that stupid arena team. Yeah. Oh, yes. Come on, Stevie. We were yeah, there opening the- night. What does it start with? Letter? With the V. Not victory. Oh, Val- Valor is a great name. The Valor. The Washington Valor. I-, I feel like if Ashburn called, you know, Teddy Leonsis and said, hey, we need this name, he would gladly give it up because no, no, that no, is no. the perfect the, the name. The team is dead, team. I thought. No, I know, but he still owns the, the copyright and the logo, but that logo was sweet. And the color scheme works, red, white, and blue. I know some people are going to be down on that because they want to keep the burgundy and gold, but that to me is a strong name, the Valor. I, I, I could get on board with Commanders, 
I kind of like the hogs, although maybe it's too cartoony and it falls out of favor after a while. Um, red tails, red wolves. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate either. They're, they're going to end up being called the reds ultimately, or the tails or the wolves or whatever. Um, but I don't think they're going to do anything with red in the name. I think it's too, it's still too politically charged. If you're dropping red skins, even though yes, it, it may, may or may not be offensive to some subset of the population. I'm not going to argue that, but if you're, if you're changing and you're moving away from red, anything, I, I don't see how you would keep red tails or red wolves. It would just be tails or wolves, but I, I am really, uh, Commanders is growing on me, and I think it can work with any color scheme. Valor is my favorite. I think the, the Washington Valor, it just has a nice ring to it. Um, I know some people get tweaked when the, the, the name doesn't end in an S, but I, I, just, I just like it. I think it's a strong name. I mean, it sounds like you don't hate it. No, I, I, I'm with you, actually. The initial thought is they need to pick a name and move on. Uh, yeah, well, th- yeah, that that's the all. Like, no matter what they pick, fifty percent of people are going to say they love it, and fifty percent are going to hate it. One hundred percent of us will move on, and that that's where I personally am. I just want to get past it. I don't care anymore. It was it was fun last season. Now it's annoying. I don't I don't need Jason Wright telling me that the list of eight includes three of the possible and mm-hmm. name. I, I don't need to hear any of this anymore. Just pick yeah, a name yeah. and move on. And really, that's another vote for WFT. It's, it's just. Go with it, move on, get to the play on the field. And, and uh, I mean, like, what, what do you think about the uh, Guardians? I don't mind it. I mean, the, I, I don't mind it. I mean, it, it doesn't really fit with the other teams. Like, to me, like the Nationals and the Capitals are, are clearly DC-based teams. The Wizards are terrible. And, and honestly, they've moved. They really don't even refer themselves to I mean, yes, they're still the Wizards. But if you look at their jerseys and everything else, it says district on it. It's a red, white, and blue colors theme. They got away from that that blue and gold, black situation from a long time ago. Like everybody's moved towards the red, white, and blue. Uh, we have the freedom and the spirit. Um, the mystics obviously go along with the wizard's name. But you know, I don't know, Stevie. Like I, I, I like the red, white, and blue. Like this DC is the capital of the country. You know, and I say this all the time. It's the capital of the world. Every ethnicity, every entity that that. Every interest group, every everything is represented in this town. And there's no other city that has that type of multicultural, just everything mixed in perfectly and represented. And I think that should be embraced. I, I would be I would be bothered if they dropped the burgundy and gold. But if it was for red, white and blue, I would get on board with it. And I think the Valor, you know, I was never on board with the Warriors. But, you know, the Valor, I just I just like that name. And, I, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to kind of move past it. But at this point, I don't care. They just need to pick a name. They can change the name every season for all I care about. Like I'm, I'm past the point of buying, like merchandise. So I don't care. Any, yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm not I buying anything. Yeah, and you know, and I can, you know, if I if I dig the name and the logo, I'll buy a hat. You know, I'll, I'll spend twenty bucks. But I'm not, like, I'm not rocking jerseys anymore at my age. I'm not. I, I don't care about you know themed color shoes or name. Like I just don't care. Like I, I and I and generally I think I think that as a as a general like thing is over. I just, the last couple, the last couple of times we've, we've been to live events. Like you just don't see a lot of jerseys or, or sweaters or whatever outside of like some of the, the, like the super greats. It just, it's just not something we do. I feel no, like society anymore. What is the oldest age that one can show up in a Jersey in a public forum? Well, well, I would add to that with someone else's name on your back. Right. So it's one thing if it's like a throwback, like a Taylor Jersey or an OV Jersey or some like DC great, but are you ever going to wear your your Stephen Davis jersey? 
You know, like you're not going to do that. Like I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm not putting anybody else's name on my back. And I'm definitely not going to put, you know, buy a jersey for $300 and put number one fan or put my own name on it. That, put that's your own name is the worst. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that you might, I mean, that guy is one step removed from the guy that tucks the jersey into his pants, right? Yeah, so, yeah the mom like, jeans. Just we're, just we're just not doing that anymore. Although I do dig the, the chick jerseys are hot. So I, I'm always on uh, board. Hey, baseball jerseys are hotter than football jerseys. Okay, but those can just be colors or, you know, they don't need numbers and names on them. Yeah, I mean, and then jerseys worn by themselves as tops, just okay. Yeah, or you know, it's pseudo lingerie. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. What I don't care about is going out and buying a WFT jersey. So you know, every season, or you know, again, hats I get on board with because I'm I'm into the trucker hats these these days, like the beach and stuff. I don't like my head burning, but yeah, I'm just like I don't care. I just want them to pick a name so we can all move on with our lives. Especially because I think this team is going to be good, and it would be it would be a nice change to focus on the team and not on the name as the team is streaking. You know, when the national media picks it up, like it, it's, it's just annoying. Like the, the screaming a Smiths is the, they don't, they don't follow the team close enough to care about the players or the town. They just talk about, you know, whatever the, whatever that burning issue is. And if the team is good and starts, you know, let's say six and three, it would be nice to just hear them talk about the, the team and the progress and the, their chances as they move forward and not the name controversy, blah, blah, blah. And this went from we have a name controversy to no name to now Ashburn is, you know, torturing the fan base. And, and you know, it's like I, I feel like they're 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 entertaining like six people on Twitter and not listening to the thousands and thousands in the real world that don't care anymore. That, that's my opinion. I hope they change it soon so we can all just move past it. That's my vote. Let's talk to the CEO. See what Tanya is doing. Uh, we can. OK, make a call. Make a call. Have him come on the pod. We can we can pick it apart with him. I got two more topics we got to cover. Maybe three. Let's go. Your boy LeBron got zero MVP votes or uh, most most valuable preseason like votes or whatever that metric was. I, I was reading it a couple days ago, and he got all steamed up and he wrote this you know charged uh, stupid tweet about oh I, I don't need more motivation in his in his perfect English. Um, what do you make of that? You taking a shot at LeBron? Oh, I'll take shots all day well, long. Why are you taking LeBron? a shot at LeBron? Yeah, what, I'll take what shots. What has he done except yeah, I'll take build shots schools? How many, how many schools have you built? Oh, okay, goodness. you guys putting kids through college. The guy charges two hundred dollars for sneakers that say "Equality" yeah, on them that I'm are manufactured sure in China yeah. by slave labor. He's, Don't talk I'm to me sure, about LeBron. Yeah. I'm sure he's really involved in the price setting of his shoes. Yeah, I think he's too busy building schools. For kids in Akron, Ohio. That is hey, LeBron, ridiculous. are you democracy in Hong Kong? Silence. Oh, I. Uh, how about how about his favorite book? You want to you want to talk about how he carries a book about Malcolm X around and pretends to be reading it? The guy's a fraud. Okay, oh, on the court, God. his accomplishments all speak for themselves. In real life, in like the four dimensional world where your words and opinions matter, he's a dummy. He's a dummy. He's not Kobe. He's certainly not Michael. He's a dummy. He just is. He just is. He's probably now. I don't know what Kobe did. He graffitied his own house. No, he didn't. He, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, Stevie. The, the multi-millionaire with with armed security and cameras everywhere can't produce evidence of his house getting tagged. But we're again, it, this it's a page out of the Biden playbook, right? Because he said it, it's true. Is that I know? I know that's how it works in your party. I know because he said it from on high. 
We just, we just LeBron has done more for uh, poor people in this country than Kobe, MJ, and you combined. I, I don't know what metric you're referencing, but I would challenge that. Okay. I would I'll, challenge we'll come, I mean, he's also yeah, done more to not stand up for democracy all over the world. Do you remember when, remember when he got into it? With uh, with the dude from the the Rockets for saying that you know the NBA should always be pro democracy, and then China said we're not going to carry the game your games anymore, and your boy came out and said he was uh, it was an uninformed uh, opinion. The dude, the dude, yeah, the the dude is all about. And look, I'm not I'm a capitalist. I'm all for him making money, but just be consistent, okay? Don't don't tell me your equality and whatever, but you don't care about you know democracy. You know, until it, it like until it impacts his bottom line, he doesn't care. And if it impacts his, his bottom line, he cares. So why would he speak up against China when China is where he sells more shoes and more merchandise than anywhere else? It's, it's the same. Like, I get it. Like the business side of me gets it. The human side of me doesn't get it. I think I think it's a farce to have shoes cost two hundred dollars that say equality on them that are made by slave labor. I, I, I don't I just I can't accept it. Sorry. Sorry. And I think he should be offended that he got zero MVP votes because his team was stacked and they got nowhere. They, they got bounced out of the playoffs. So I think he should take it personally, and I hope it does motivate him. And as a basketball fan, I look, I'm look i looking forward to the upcoming season. And I'm really looking forward to see what, what Giannis does. As I a, can't believe we're talking about basketball on August 24th. We, what are we doing? Well, what we spent 35 this? minutes talking about, about the, former, the former skins. And we talked. We talked about all kinds of stuff, but this was this was something I saw that caught my eye. It caught my eye. You can just say I have no opinion, and then we move on. I think your opinion's stupid. That's fine too. I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> you want to talk about your boy Biden? Ice cream Joe. Should we talk R. about R. ice cream Joe? All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got, he got his. He got his. Uh... Get his budget deal done or infrastructure deal. He won't get his budget for a month. Or he so, got it, but... it passed. It passed by six votes. He he barely got it done, and it'll never. Let's pass. see. If, let's see if he gets through the Senate. Let's see. Can if, we uh... can we just talk? But look, look. We 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 like to think that we are informed and educated people around here. Okay, and this is a DC based show. You can't be okay. And for those that are listening or just checking out the show for the first time, Steve and I tend to be on polar opposites on the political spectrum. Uh, we, we generally gravitate towards the center, but on some things we we tend to be polar opposites. Stevie, I'm asking you honestly here. You can't be on board with this administration and how they have over just just let's just say the last ten days with what's happened in Afghanistan, Biden's refusal to cut his vacation short, the being unavailable to answer press questions. Un, clearly, it's chaos in Afghanistan, and it is a terrible situation. But I'm talking specifically about the management or the mismanagement from the White House with regards, and that includes the press conference that was earlier this afternoon where he spent you know, 10 minutes talking about the infrastructure deal, read a prepared statement, and then walked out on reporters without a single, like there's just something incredibly disingenuous just being channeled through Joe Biden. And I've, I've said this before, I truly, truly feel bad for him as a human being. He's too old, he is, he is struggling, uh, that that's my that's I mean I'm, I don't know him personally, but he doesn't appear to be of sound mind, and it's troubling. But I, I generally I genuinely feel bad for him. I think he is in way over his head. Listen, what, what we've seen, 
there's something about the presidency and that house on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that makes you so insulated that you are unable to almost see the reality of things when it comes to optics. Like you're so above the fray. I mean, it it stems from, uh, you know, Bush talking about WMDs on a golf course and then saying, watch me hit this drive. It goes from Obama saying, you know, if you want your doctor, you'll be able to keep your doctor. And then totally screwing up, you know, this website that, you know, a, a high school kid could make for $20. Goes to Trump railing about Obama playing golf and then playing golf every single weekend or him talking about COVID and just fumbling the, 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 the COVID press conferences. And it goes to Biden and the optics of the way he has handled the past 10 days is so off key. And it's alarming to people like me and you who are not void of reality, who have a grasp on what is like on the ground. But I think when you're in that office, of course, I'm not making excuses. The guy is is completely in over his head. That's the punchline. I agree with you, he's in over his head. But what I'm trying to understand and put together is some context to why that is. And there's something about that office that makes you so insulated and so, you know, above the fray that you can't see that a a George Stephanopoulos interview where the guy says, we see people falling off planes and you say, George, that was four or five days ago, as if four or five days ago, that's okay that people are falling off planes or, or, you know, the number of, of, uh, examples of or that the evacuations the are going well when it's documented over and over and the, the panic calls if you if you spend 10 seconds on twitter you will find americans posting from afghanistan that they are stuck of course and and the idea that it's a success that the evacuations are going well is i mean it's nonsense it's, it's void it is void of reality and and that's I, I, what i'm saying i'm with you and 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 you listed a lot of the former presidents, you know, you could put, this is not a partisan thing. I mean, nope. it's not, it's not. I mean, you even go back further, right? I mean, Clinton looked at the camera and said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Right. And he did. It's, there's just, you're right. There's something that comes with that, with that post. But the difference is the news cycle now, you know, mm-hmm. Biden has been a politician that has been his career, his job for, you know, 40 years pre the 24 hour news cycle, pre CNN, and of course, pre social media in an age where politicians weren't regularly interacting with media. Now it's all about the media all the time. And it, again, it's, it's unfortunate, but when you, when you, when you hear Biden speak, there's an arrogance that comes with the words of I'm telling you what you need to know. And I'm telling you that like the truth and, and he, I believe he believes that people should believe him. The problem is one Google search or one Twitter search or one, one news cycle later, it's proven that he's incorrect. And it like, we are past the point of who's to blame and not to blame and who's like, this is, we are so far past that Stevie, but I, I can't, I couldn't imagine any president, Biden, Trump, whoever, being in a position where the Taliban is is dictating terms and the president says, okay, which is what happened today. Yeah. Well, well, I think we both can agree. His handlers. Uh, uh, the which, president shouldn't have handlers. The, uh, every president has handlers. Come on. Every president that, has handlers. I, they all do, but they shouldn't. And, and it was clear, like 
Trump did whatever he wanted, regardless of the handlers. Okay, Obama generally listened to the handlers, but sometimes he went on his own. And w- what I'm saying is Biden's handlers are failing him now more than ever. And I don't know what it'll take for a president to stand up and take responsibility. Say what you will about Barack Obama, but he took responsibility for a failing website when healthcare.gov was failing. He took responsibility for different parts of his presidency that didn't go as planned. And so I'm offended that Biden thinks I'm stupid enough that when he says the buck stops with me and then goes on to blame Trump um, the the, the yeah, little I'm coward Afghan president who, who who took the first flight out of uh, Kabul president guy and the the Afghan military and sits there and spends a whole press conference blaming every single person but himself and then thinks he can say one line the buck stops with me and everyone's gonna think he took blame for it. Listen, I'm I'm with you at ten thousand percent, and you're right. The 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 Afghanistan the the president of Afghanistan being on the first flight out does everything you need to know about him. The, you know, and again, this isn't a history lesson and and we can probably start another podcast and talk about Afghanistan every single pod for for a year and and unpack something new every time. Afghanistan is not a nation that is um that is 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 unified under a flag. Okay? It is a nation of of tribes, it's a nation of villages. So again, anyone that understands what Afghanistan is on the international stage and how several superpowers of which now the United States is one have mismanaged their entrance and exit from that country could have seen what was coming. Okay. To, to compound that problem, when the, when the United States tells you we're leaving on a certain date, the correct strategy at that point, if you're the opposition is to wait until that date, until the troops start leaving and then do whatever you want. It's, it's just incredible that a month ago, our leadership in this country says it's unlikely. Within three weeks, it happens. And now that new government, the Taliban, whether you recognize them or not, is dictating the terms of the U.S. evacuations by the end of the month. And initially, the U.S. sent a letter, which is just so shocking. They sent a letter to tell them we need our people out. And they said, no, you have until the 31st. And, and hopefully they honor it. But this has been so – like this is what happens – when people think Twitter is the real world, real world, right? That you can send a sternly worded letter to the Taliban and they are going to, you know, cower in fear and bend to your, your, your demands. That's not how the real world works. All the feminists and all the, the BLM people and all the people that are running around America saying America's cursed, America's terrible. Take one good look at Afghanistan. Look at the tarmac in Kabul. Look at the people trying to flee from an actual oppressive government. And then, and then say something bad about America. American can, we, yes, we can improve. We should always strive to improve. But take one look at what's happening there. Imagine being a resident, a, you know, a citizen of Afghanistan. You don't want the Taliban. They are there. You're, the, the, American, the, the NATO forces, American forces are gone. I mean, how many, how many more pictures do you need to see of mothers giving their infant kids to U.S. military personnel that are leaving? Imagine handing your child to a stranger because the, and telling that stranger to take care of them, get them to America, get them out of Afghanistan, because you know their fate if they stay is doomed. Just, I mean, pause life and and all the the talking heads and America is so bad. Just pause all that nonsense and just think of the the bigger context here and what's happening. Anybody who thinks Afghanistan and what's happening there doesn't impact us, 
you're foolish. I mean, that, that's the honest truth. I got into, um, I don't want to call him out, but um, I will. Uh, you know, our, boy Johnny, our boy Johnny, Johnny Bird, last week, him and I got into it a little bit back and forth. And I told him, I said, look, Afghanistan is doomed forever and ever because it has dirt, it has people, it has opium. He, is, he responded to me saying it also has gold. It has lots of natural n- minerals and this and that. And we got we kind of went back and forth. And I said, look, you're right. And ultimately, he sent me stuff and he was right. There's, there's a lot of those things there as well. But those are undeveloped markets. So who's going to swoop in now and own Afghanistan or partner with the Taliban? It's not going to be the U.S. It's not going to be the, the, you know, the big five, so to speak. It's not going to be anybody from the Security Council. It's going to be China. It's going to be Russia. Maybe North Korea. Um, so this is this is the world that that's ahead. And, and again, this impacts all of us. It does. You you took the words out of my mouth. It, it it smells like and feels like a new world order that's forming where the United States has very little control and, and, over these situations. And look, the vice president, right, um, uh, Amrullah Saleh, that dude went like he he fled the capital, went to the north. And said, you know, F you Taliban. I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And if you read his op-ed in the Washington Post, did you see that by chance, Stevie, over the weekend? No. Just just pull it up on Google. It, it's amazing. His op-ed, he, he basically, I'm Afghanistan through and through. I love this country. It teaches me something new every day. I'm not leaving until I'm reunited with the dirt uh, from which I came here in my beloved Afghanistan. He's not going anywhere. That's That's an effing leader. I can rally behind that guy. You know, he's got an incredible task ahead of him with the Northern Alliance. I mean, they are outnumbered. They are, they, I mean, it's, but that's the story of Afghanistan. It's always the Northern Alliance, you know, and, and to think the Taliban, did you see the staged photo of the, 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 the Taliban Iwo Jima Memorial where they had U.S. military, you know, equipment on planting the Taliban flag? Did you see that? No. Send that yeah. To me. It's just, it's just one, it, it, I mean, these aren't hot takes. These, these are real events. They, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And, and the U.S. has to figure this out. You know, cut and run has never been a strategy that's worked. And it's not going to work this time. And, and again, I, I'm pointing at Biden. But honestly, I, I feel terrible for the man. He, he is he, he's just unfit for the job. He, you can tell. Like every decision seems to be the wrong decision these days. And, you know, again, the accountability that we were promised as a, as a constituency, as a as a popular, as a as a as a as a populist, like we were, he was him and Kamala were going to be the 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 administration of transparency and and openness and dialogue. There's none of that, and and the the, the clip today of him just turning and walking out of the after that briefing says it all. It, it's it's really disappointing, but I just don't see it getting better either. This is this is a terrible situation he finds himself, in. and we're in the first six seven months. This is a bad situation, bad situation. Couldn't agree more. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, you. I hate I hate everything you stand for, but I'm with you. <laughs> everything, <laughs> you're such a nah. jerk. <laughs> okay, any any final thoughts? We're pushing the hour mark here, which is uh, usually when you and I need to take a break, an adult beverage, and uh, I think you need to go. I, back got, to I got, I got my vino. I got my vino right next to me. I'm good. Yeah, what what, what are you drinking? Red, I'm white. Drinking a little, I'm drinking a little a little red. It's called Intermingle. Don't read Intermingle. into that too much. Okay. That's interesting. I have, uh, I'm sipping on some tequila at the moment and I will pour another as soon as we're done here. Once I, and I'll clean everything up. Uh, it's always fun to edit while, uh, while sipping an adult beverage. Um, I don't have any other like gotcha stories. I- I'm anxious for the season to start. I, I do have an, an insider update here, podcast insider. 
you, Stevie, will be receiving our Fantasy League trophy in just a few days. Uh, straight. Let's do it. It's coming. My, um, my kids, my seven-year-old has been asking about it for three I, months. I, so we are officially starting season number 18. I went back and, and looked up all the winners and made sure that the, the trophy was updated. I got Razzle's t- put on for his 2019 victory. And with so much pain, I, I officially ordered your tag for Steve <laughs> Steve, the Imps Delight 2020 champion. I can't believe it, but it's happening. And it, I think it's only right that we we let Razzle enjoy it until the draft and then have him uh, pass it on to you on draft night coming up in about uh, hey, uh, I'll clear a spot on the front mantle. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the rule. You got to treat it like, you know, Flat Stanley. It's got to go in the car. You buckle it in. You take it to school drop off. <laughs> take it to the bathroom. We had one champ, uh, you know, Dave in particular, that – was regularly taking it to the bathroom. Super annoying. There's a lot of pictures uh, documenting, you know, uh, what he was doing with it. So have we have we had back to back champs? Uh, I can pull it up and look. I think John. I think John was our only back to back champ, and it's been a long time. I think that's circa like oh oh eight oh nine. I think. Yeah, we've had some one and duns. Uh, you know, Maga Love was a one and done. Uh, you know. <laughs> I guess that was a foretelling in some in some way, right? Uh, the, the Panthers were one and done. There's a couple one and dones, a couple one and dones. But anyway, you'll be getting your trophy shortly, and I, I uh, it pains me, but I'm also excited for you. I'm assuming we're going to do some type of fantasy show or uh, season preview. So yeah, we well, could I, pull it out then and post a picture. We, on, um, we can do some. Yeah, we can fire up the cameras. You, you can pod with it, and uh, we'll put it in its own square. We'll, we'll set up a Zoom for it and just put it in the square. We can ask the put trophy if it has an opinion on. on put some headphones. Yeah, we can put some headphones on it. <laughs> All right, Stevie. Anything else? No, man. It's great. It's great catching up. As great always, as always. Thank you, everyone, for checking out the show at Defeating the Curse on all social media platforms. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Interact with us on Twitter if you like. Um, I think the boys are, I think the IG account is open as well. So if you enjoy the show, click the like button, hit subscribe button, engage with us. Thank you for all those that, uh, that joined us live. We'll be back in a couple days doing another one. Stay tuned. But for now, his name is Steve. My name is Joe. And we are out.